Praise God. We are celebrating Christmas. And this message is dealing with how will you see Jesus this Christmas and for the rest of your life. We pray that this message reaches you, encourages you, and touches you. Let's join this message. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, right now, I pray all of you and none of me at this moment to preach your word to us, your people. A word that will stir up in us. A word that will inspire us. A word that will introduce us to Jesus and encourage us to walk closely with him and let him live in us and our lives reflect you. We pray for preaching power, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. All those who agree, say, Amen. Amen. Say you are working on your job, and all of a sudden a messenger appears telling you that the president or your favorite actor or the actress or the king or the queen is coming to see you. What will you do? Will you keep on doing your job? Will you clean up your area and say, well, I got to get ready because they might come by and see me? Or will you stop what you're doing and go see this person that's coming to see you? But then again, your action may happen doing who that person's coming to see you. Because if you don't care who this person is coming, you'd be like, that means nothing to me. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing anyway. But yet if it is somebody of important, whoever he or she may be, you'll be intrigued and you would be excited that such a person will come to see you where you are. They're coming to see you where you are. Think about that for a moment. Who is that person you would like to meet? There many times I have those questions, right? If so-and-so, could, if you could choose whoever so-and-so would be, who would that be? And a lot of people will pick, you know, President Abraham Lincoln or Martin Luther King Jr. or, or Malcolm X or, or, Thea, or Eleanor Roosevelt, pitting people of great status. Who would you like to meet? I'm saying this because we're about to say and celebrate Christmas and saying Merry Christmas at this time. And who are we celebrating? And so you get up to greet this person and you're thinking while you're there during the modern technology, you can pick up your cell phone and call so-and-so. Hey, I'm about to meet so-and-so and and I'll tell you all about it when I get done. You're just so excited. You call whoever you could think that's dear and near to you because you're excited that you're about to meet somebody. I I know I was. I, I remember when I went to go to D.C. And I was so excited, I went on the train on Capitol Hill, and Carol Mosey Brown got on that train that I was on, my friend Farai. We like, we know who that is. We from Illinois. We just so excited to meet this person of status, the first female to be at that position. We were just so excited. I got to my room. I called my mom. I called whoever I could. Guess who I met? Guess who I met? Just excited because it meant something to me. Think about who is that that gets you excited. It might be that boyfriend or that girlfriend or that husband that show up to you on, on your work day. You're like, wow, you came by to see me. This gets you excited. And you get so excited, you're calling, and then you tell them this, that I'll tell you more after I meet this person. Now, your action, again, is due to the person that's coming and the message that you heard. And 
we're about to open up our Bibles to Luke's second chapter. And we're about to see here the shepherds were on their job. Washing the sheep. And the messenger shows up and tells them that there's somebody here. And you can meet them today. Luke second chapter, starting at, eight, at the eighth verse. And try to see, put yourself in this situation. I'm at my job. And the person I'm dying to see, I, I want to see, is here. And they tell me where I can meet them. And I can meet this great person. What will you do? Will you go and greet the Savior? Or will you keep on doing what you've been doing? Luke, second chapter, starting at the eight verses. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day, somebody say this day, in the city of David, a Savior, somebody say Savior, who is, somebody say Christ, the Lord, and his will, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. I'm going to stop right there. They were on their job. What was their job? Shepherds. They were washing their sheep. When? At night. And while they were on their job, a messenger, God's messenger, which is an angel, showed up and gave them a message. Now, the shepherds were afraid at seeing this angel at night while they're watching their sheep. I would be scared too. And so, the angel lets them know, don't be scared. I bring a message of joy, of peace. Why? Because today, who was born? The Christ. The Savior, he is born today here in the city of David, letting the shepherds know that, look, the person you've been hearing about through the prophets, the person you've been taught, you heard about that's going to bring peace, the person that's going to bring salvation, guess what? He's here today. And the shepherds are like, wow, this is exciting. And then the angel said, look here, I'll give you a sign so you know how to meet him. You'll go to a place and you'll see a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Wait a minute. My Savior is here. The one that I've been, heard, I've been hearing about is here, but yet he's going to be a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Now, to hear that their Redeemer, their Savior, is here to be in a baby swaddling clothes, it did not draw them back. It got them even more excited. How do you see Jesus? Mm, come on now. Come on. Or how was the first time you saw Jesus? Mm, mm. Did you see him as a healer? Mm, as a Redeemer? Did you see him as Lord? Mm. Did you see him as Savior? Mm. Or many of us might have seen him as forgiver. He forgave me of my sins. 
He forgave me for all the wrong things I have done. Or might, maybe we might know him as merciful. Oh, he's full of mercy because I was living a life that pleased me but was not pleasing him but his mercy. How did you first see Jesus? You, the, the shepherds first saw him as a babe swept in waddling clothes. Me, myself, I saw him as redeemer. I said, Lord, I don't know how I'm living my life, but I realize it's not up to your standards. But, Lord, you are faithful and just. To forgive me of all my sins and cleanse me of all unright. See, I saw him as redeemed the first time he showed up in my life. How did Jesus first show up in your life? Now, many of you maybe had that experience, but maybe there's somebody here who hasn't met my Jesus, who hasn't met my Redeemer, my Lord, my Savior. Maybe this message doesn't get you excited because you're not trying to meet him. Maybe you're not ready to leave what you're doing and go see somebody that can bring joy and peace in to your life. But here the shepherds left what they were doing to go see somebody. And it wasn't just somebody. They went to go see a babe wrapped in and, and wilding clothing. But yet when they saw that babe wrapped, wrapped in swaddling clothing, they saw the Lord. They saw the Savior. They saw God's son. They saw the Messiah. They saw so much in this little baby. And now you say, Reverend, you just got to the part where the angels had seen the baby in the mouth. How do you know they got so excited that they saw so much? Well, let's go back to the text. And suddenly, verse 13, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Look here. Not only did one angel show up and gave them this message about a savior being born, that angel had friends come by and say, look here, if y'all not going to get excited, we going to get excited about what God is doing. And they came. It said a multitude. It went from one to being a crowd, being plentiful, being many. To me, in my imagination, they went from seeing an angel in the stars to seeing a number of angels in the sky. Oh, my goodness. And the angels together saying, glory to God in the highest. And on the earth, peace, goodwill towards men. I could see the shepherds now get even more excited. Said, First, one angel tells me, but man, this was so important. God sent a whole bunch of angels to let us know how, how to confirm this message. And, and so it was, look at verse uh, 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, then, th then what? That shepherd said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. A lot of times, in order for something to mean something to us, we have to believe in the message. We do the Bible. This is, my, this is my Bible, God's holy word, God's plan for my life. Do you believe this is God's word? Do you believe that there's a plan for his life? Because if you believe in the message, then you believe in the messenger. And you believe what the message is given, you will find out, see, is the message true? See, the shepherds came up to the angels, told the angels that there is a Savior being born, and cast it. He said, I'm going to leave it to you to fill around and find out where he is. I'll tell you how you can find him. Do you know how to find Jesus? You don't have to fiddle around to find out. Just open up your word. And you can find out where Jesus is. See, see, the shepherds then, they found out Jesus was still here on earth. So they got to go see him flesh and all. But right now, but right now, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
interceding on our behalf. He is the media between, between God and us. So therefore, he is right there on our behalf. But now we got to know, how did he get to the right hand of the Father? Well, he was born in the manger, and he walked this earth. He, he went around preaching the gospel, preaching the kingdom. And said he went and, and preached the word. He said, what? Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. And then he shared with his disciples how to serve him. And he took that all the way to the cross. And when he was up on the cross, he became sin for us. He became sin for you. And he did that so that he would die and not us. And so when he died, he defeated that because he came back again to go to see the Father. Now, many of us say, well, what does that mean? Well, death is separation from God. Death is where God is not. Jesus died, and then he defeated death and went to see the Father. We can't go to death and go see God. So Jesus became all that for us. So now he is seated at the right hand of the Father because God exalted him for how Jesus came humbly to us. How did he come humbly to us? Look, the Redeemer, the Savior, came as a baby wrapped in swaddling clothing, born in a manger because there's no room in the end. He was born outside in humble beginnings, and yet he is now exalted, Lord and Savior. But then again, how do you see Jesus? How did you first see him? Who is he to you? To the shepherds, they knew who he was. They said, let us go see what the Lord has told us. They were excited because they left the sheep. They left the sheep. Do you see anywhere there that they said they got some little boy to watch? They said they immediately took off. You can go and see Jesus as you are. Think about here. The shepherds, they didn't change clothes, but pretty much more than likely they didn't have any clothes to change to. (laughs) There's probably only one garment they had. But catch this. Jesus already knows where you are and how you're dressed. You don't have to put on a show for him. You can just come up to Jesus as humbly as you know how, and he will receive you as you are. But do you see Jesus as that person? Do you see him as redeemer? Do you see him as merciful? Do you see him as forgiven? Do you see him as Lord? Because if he is Lord, then there's nothing you have to prove to him. He has all things. So you don't have to come say, I got to come with this. Just come as you are. Come and greet the Savior. Come and see him for who he is. And you'll see how that will change your life. Look at verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled. At those things which were told them by the shepherds. You see there? When they went to go see Jesus, they didn't keep it to themselves. They told everybody that they came across on the way back to their field about all the things that they have seen and the things that they have heard. Have you seen Jesus in your life? Have you heard about his story? Can you make that story personal and tell them what Jesus has done in your life? Can you be excited? See, when God moves in our life, it's not meant for us to sit on it and not tell anybody else. 
you see here, oftentimes miracles happen, and miracles happen, people think I shouldn't tell anybody. Wrong, or the miracle happens for you to tell everybody. How is it that this woman with the issue of blood is privately known, but then publicly known when the healing comes? Because it was a miraculous thing that maybe everybody didn't know about her problem, but everybody knows about her healing. You see, maybe that sin issue you're dealing with, nobody knows about. But when Jesus redeems you, when you find out that you have been forgiven, you now tell people all about your story. How you were ashamed to tell them I was an alcoholic before, or I slept around before, because of Jesus, I've changed. You see, when God shows up in our lives, it's now an opportunity for us to show people how he changed the way we live. Don't be so quiet about it, but lift up his name. Let them know. See, the problem is oftentimes as Christians, I'm talking about us Christian folks right now, that we walk around telling people that we always had it together. I've never messed up. I go to church every Sunday. I read my Bible. How dare you tell me how to live? And that's because we're so prideful. Yes, we know Jesus. Yes, we have eternal life. But no, we don't have it all together. You see, that's why Jesus showed up, because we don't have it all together. And how dare us walk around like we have it all together. But because we got to see Jesus for who he is. Jesus is Lord. He is Christ, the Savior. And because of that, I realize who I am. I am just a nobody trying to tell somebody about the one who can save everybody. You see here, when I know who Jesus is in my life, the way I see him, I walk and I talk differently. It's no longer all about me, but it's all about him. The shepherds got excited and told everybody about the child they saw. But yet I'm so glad that he wasn't just a child. But yet the angels let them know who he was. He is Christ the Lord. Again, who do you see when you see Jesus? Do you see just a man or do you see the son of God? You see fully God and fully man or do you just hear a historical figure? Do you see a redeemer or do you just see someone that people just talk about because they crave? He is Lord. He is God's son. He is a redeemer. And now here he Look what Mary does. Verse 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary is being so overwhelmed with so much having to cast this. An angel shows up to tell her she's going to be with child when she's a virgin. Then she goes sees her relative Elizabeth, and Elizabeth gets filled with the Holy Spirit and tells her how blessed she is, how blessed her womb is, and how blessed she is, all of this. And, and, and then she realizes she has this son, and out of nowhere, these shepherds show up to her while she's in a stable, a place not of prominence. But these angels show up to celebrate with her the birth of her child. Many of you that might have children, isn't it exciting when people celebrate the life of your children? 
when they come to their birthday parties, to their graduations, or to do, you know, it's like, wow, you're sharing in my joy. And Mary knew this had to be nothing but God because they didn't tell nobody where they were. They tried to get up in the end, but they had no room for them. But yet God, see, how God knows all about us. He knows where we are at that moment and at that time, and he knows how to encourage us. And you see here, Mary was being even encouraged in this time here that she said she pondered these things in her heart. She kept them close in her heart. Do you keep Jesus close in your heart? Do you keep the memories of Jesus in your heart? Can you remember, oh, Jesus, I remember when you brought me through a mighty long way. I, I didn't know how I was going to make it here, but I made it. I, I don't know how I was going to make it through this situation, but I made it through. I, I didn't know who I was going to meet, but you sent them my way. You see, can you ponder that and just say, I thank you, Jesus? Can you count those many blessings and see how Jesus has been involved in your life? You see, it's a time as a Christian, we got to realize that Jesus is always wants to be a part of our life. Catch here, the shepherds were just doing their job. They were just doing their job. And yet God shows up in their life to give them the message they've been waiting to hear. Are you ready and attentive to hear God move in your life? Or are you going to still get caught up with your own situation? Will you just keep on doing what you've always been doing and miss out on having a blessing in your life? But yet when the shepherds heard the message, they did not ponder, they did not wait. They believed and they moved with, 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 with great passion and immediately. And they, and they shared this. And Mary was as blessed by it since she kept it in her heart. And in verse 20, then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. You see, they return glorifying and praising God. When you have Jesus in your heart, you can turn and glorify and praise God. Why can you praise God? Well, then again, why did Jesus come? The angel said that he is, the Savior is born, Christ the Lord. Savior is born. Jesus is the Redeemer. Jesus came to reconcile us with God. Jesus came to set us right with God. Because if Jesus did not come, we would never make it. But because he came, we can rejoice and praise God for who he is. Who is God? Well, God is merciful. For he rather sow his mercy than his wrath. Who is God? God is love. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. You see, God can give us joy and peace when we, when we realize who Jesus is and let him into our hearts. It says here that glory to God in highest and earth and on earth peace and goodwill. What? Towards men. When we are in Jesus and Jesus is in us, we have peace. Read a few texts here for you. Luke, 22nd chapter, verse 69. The word of God says, Hereafter the Son of Man will sit on the right hand of the power of God. Jesus exalted at the right hand of the power of God. Now, because he is there, we find the first Timothy second chapter and third verse saying how he is that mediator for us. And because he's that mediator for us, then we can go to Philippians four and seven. And the peace of God that which transfers all understanding will what? Guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. John 14th chapter, verse 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Or John 15, 11 says, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. You see here that we have peace and joy through Jesus because why? He's seated at the right hand. Of the Father, interceding on our behalf. And because God loves us so much, he gave us Jesus. And when we receive Jesus, we have joy and peace. See, joy is not like happiness. Because you can have joy even when trouble comes your way. How is that? Well, think about it for a moment. How is it that we know that our hope is not dead? Because our hope is not built on what man's hope is on. But our hope is in Jesus. And Jesus told us that he's coming back again. And just as the shepherds knew of the Savior is coming, we, by God's word, know that, guess what? Jesus is still coming. <laughs> He's going to come with all glory and power in his hands. The Bible tells us that we can look in the sky. You'll hear a trumpet blast, and a Jesus will be on a cloud, and you will see that we'll have a new kingdom come, and the world will be with no end. Why? Because there'll be a new earth and a new Jerusalem. So when you know Jesus, you know why you're living. And you can have joy no matter what's happening around you because this earth is going to pass away. This world is going to pass away. Yes, we're going to open up gifts come on, on Christmas Day, but those gifts will pass away. But Jesus will still be here. How do you see Jesus? Is he personal in your life? Because when you make it personal, you act on it. And you share it, and you live it. The shepherds act on the message. They share with all they had, and they lived it because they said he is Lord. And they celebrated God on Christmas morning. I challenge you, before you open up those gifts, to grab hands around and celebrate God for what Jesus has done in your life. Don't, don't get caught up with those beautiful packages that you see. But think about how the great gift that came from our Heavenly Father who gave to his children, Jesus, who we can confess and believe that he died on the cross for our sins and how we can now celebrate and give the Savior greetings. And these greetings give joy and peace. So the next time we greet, we can say, I greet you in the name of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't be, don't be ashamed. Jesus is not ashamed of you. So don't be ashamed of who you serve. Walk around your life greeting people as ambassadors of reconciliation, as servants of Jesus. And let them know that when you celebrate Christmas, you're not celebrating Santa Claus or giving gifts. That may be a part of it, but the reason why we celebrate this day, because on this day, the Savior was born, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, here's a great opportunity.
If you do not know Jesus as your Lord today, you can confess right now with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. God knows your heart. This is your own personal decision. You don't have to make it for anybody else, but you make it for yourself. If every, every head bowed, every eyes bowed, I want to lead you in this prayer. Saying, dear Lord Jesus, that's right, dear Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that God rose you again from the grave on the third day. And I messed up in my life. But now I'm changing to live it for you. I thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart. And be my personal Lord and Savior. Father, right now we thank you, Lord, for who you are. Father, we thank you that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. And Father, we pray right now that we leave this place with a proper perspective of who Jesus is in our lives. That we have him as Lord and we are his servants. And Father, that our life will be surrendered to him. And that we'll live a life that's pleasing to you, God. That we turn away from the sinful habits that we have, Father. And we surrender all to you, Lord. And let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' awesome name, we pray. Let all agree, say amen.